Hello, welcome to Let's Get Woo Woo Podcast, where we talk about all things life, mystical, real, and everything in between. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get started with our conversations. Also, if anything from this show resonates with you, please consider just gifting me the act of kindness of sharing this on your socials to help spread the community and the conversation wherever it wants to go. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Hey everybody, this is Vanessa. Welcome to the Let's Get Woo podcast. So my birthday was this last week, just like two days ago. And I have some lessons that I've learned, um, not just over the last year, but definitely some that have really been solidified for me within the last even months, I'll say. Um, I think the lessons have taken some a lifetime, some years, some within the last years to experience and learn. And I think what's happened is that over the last year and months, um, I've had, I've put myself in the position to have lots of different experiences in which these lessons can actually um, play out in practical ways. And I can kind of see for myself and kind of stand as a witness to myself to see like, what am I going to do when these things come up again? Like, how am I going to respond? Am I going to take heed to the lesson that I learned in this area and, you know, just apply the thing that I said I would do if I was confronted with this circumstance again? Or am I going to default to a previous behavior pattern and, and continue to exhibit traits or responses or reactions that I used to in the past that I wanted to change for myself. And so it's been a really, really beautiful, fun, like just journey of all of it, Um, especially being in the leg of this process of where it's like practical testing, so to speak, of like, okay, I did the hard experiences of learning the lessons. Um, let's try some life experiences and see see what I what I've learned and how I'm going to respond like now going forward, like who I'm choosing to be, how I'm choosing to just play out in my own life. <clears throat> okay, so I'm just gonna also give a quick um, just heads up that I'm. <laughs> I am by an airport and essentially outside under the shade of a big tree and you may hear airplanes driving by so just sorry about the sound quality. Um, Speaking of sound quality, um, I am going to get some audio equipment to actually have some better, more decent sound quality for these um, for probably coming up on the second season. I feel like this this first season is rounding out and coming to its completion here soon. Um, with that being said, in case you haven't noticed, um, this first season has been a lot of just me practicing 
verbally expressing myself, my truth, um, just, just kind of like putting myself out there. Um, even though my audience right now is minimal, which is fine. That's not why I do any, anything that I do. Um, however, I just do want to acknowledge the fact that the whole, most of the whole first season of this were solo episodes and a lot of it just kind of reflections, not a lot of format. Um, and that was intentional. It was just me just doing the thing, like just, just taking action. And, um, that's going to be one of the, the things that I share here actually. Um, but just actually getting the muscle memory, the, the actual practice in of what it's like to have a podcast. A hummingbird. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Not sorry. That was so cool. Um, anyways, just getting like the actual practice of what it's like to like what's needed to create the podcast like how do I record and upload what would I say if I had something recording me for x amount of time kind of thing and um I feel really comfortable with this now um I have several people that I have in mind that I would like to collaborate with in conversations um record episodes with just walk into their story with them um just bounce ideas off of and just have kind of fluid freestyle conversations about anything and everything or specific topics all of it and I'm really excited to gear up to do that it's probably going to be closer to 2024 which I am so excited for the year 2024 just um, numerically speaking my birth time was 224 and so this year just visually with the numbers it just resonates with me so much um, I've always been a numbers girl, which is funny because I'm also really creative. Um, and I think it's because I'm left-handed, so I tend to be ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. <laughs> Anyways, um, first season probably coming to its completion here in the next few episodes. Also coming with the second season, I would um, love to have some some episodes recorded before the season starts to be able to have more consistent content probably weekly or every other week um yeah i'm really excited about that i'm excited that i've actually done this that i've put it out there even if like i know that there's not a lot of people who listen to me it's still me sharing my truth and hey it is available to the world like whoever wants to hear it could listen and so for me, that counts as like just being open and honest and vulnerable and not um, not being like silenced or or swayed by like what people might think of me and just kind of practicing speaking my truth. So important to me. OK, so that being out of the way, um, some of the things that I have learned and have really been able to practice and hone in on in this last year. Um, one of them I talked a lot about in the last episode, and that's just being myself, speaking my truth. Um, there's this reel that I see every once in a while, like on IG or, um, or like a YouTube short, 
or something like that. And it's like one of those things that people play the voiceover and then they like show pictures of them or videos of them doing stuff. And it says something to the effect of my language, my love language is being weird and seeing who it chases away and seeing who it convinces to stay. And um, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, I don't I don't have the goal to be weird or to not be weird. My goal is to be real and authentic. Really, my goal is to be free, to just exist as myself. Like freedom to be free has been my life's North Star consciously, intentionally for at least 11 years now. Um, That has been like the word that I'm the energy that I'm after of like just being just existing just being free um and so I think I would rephrase that to fit me to say you know I I love being real and speaking my truth and seeing who it scares away and seeing who wants to stay and not convinces to stay like I am so (laughs) I will never, ever again try to convince anybody to stay. I will speak my truth, even if I know it's something that somebody else doesn't vibe with. Um, All the more reason to speak my truth so that they have the full information and move forward in any way that they would like to. Um, But also, even if if it's a mystery, if I don't know how somebody's going to respond to something and I feel, for whatever reason, weird about it for myself or vulnerable or scared to express or let this part of me be seen um i have this like unspoken devotion and promise to my soul now to just be like i have to i have to expose this i have to tell somebody i have to tell everybody um and like not everything everybody needs to know like discernment for sure Um, But the parts of me that I'm scared to be seen that really either aren't anybody's business um, or aren't that big of a deal, but for some reason for me have become a big deal. Like I just feel more free and liberated if I express that and allow myself to be seen in those ways. Um, And just some, I've given myself so many opportunities to experienced so many new things in the last months even and um with that like I have been able to practice communicating 1000% with honesty and transparency um and it feels so good to do that and um every once in a while for sure at least I'll have communicated something about me that is it's either just a fact um it's something that I like that I want to do that I'm curious about whatever it is um and I'll express that or communicate that to somebody and you know obviously everyone's going to have their own response and I'm not judging people for their responses at all and those who don't have whatever it is that they're missing within them to at least respond and be like, you know, thank you for your honesty. Um, I'm going to pass or, or, you know, Oh, thanks for letting me know. Um, this is not for me, whatever it is. 
Um, I appreciate that. But those who just either stop communicating or just never respond to it or just ignore it or whatever, like that feels like really cowardly behavior. And um, I just know that, you know, you're just still in your, your growth phase of your communication. And that's okay. Like I've been there too, but um, it is very cowardly. And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Um, The next lesson that I want to share that has been, this has been a lifelong lesson um, because it took a half of my lifetime to learn how not to love myself and all the reasons not to. And then once I realized that, I will say this intentionally started for me in 2012 when I heard Brene Brown's famous TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. This changed everything for me. And I have always been like a self-help junkie type person. Um, My dad has always just followed people like Tony Robbins, a bunch of other people that I can't even think of their name right now. And... um, Uh, so I, have just always kind of been around being in that space of like self-improvement, so to speak, but also it felt like it was always like not enoughness. Um, so I'm aware of that when I go into these spaces of like, you know, I'm all, all up for like self-improvement and all of that. And also as I am right now, like I am perfectly content with myself And I'm always open to learning and experiencing and improving and changing and evolving and growing and expanding. All of it. All of it for sure. Um, So loving myself. um, What I've noticed is there's two different versions of this. There's the affirmation part of this um, that doesn't do a lot for me, if I'm honest. It's... It's... I don't know it's not it's not very effective um by way of actually making changes in how i actually tangibly love myself the things that actually do um move things for me in this direction of loving myself are actual tangible practices that do actually what am i saying <laughs> that actually are loving myself such as um, giving myself enough sleep, giving my body enough movement, nourishing my body well, giving myself space and solitude when I know that I need it constantly. Um, <clears throat> these are things that are very much in the physical realm, but that are things that I need in order to be able to function, especially with me being a mom and having so many demands on my time and attention and energy constantly. Um, It's so important for me as I'm maneuvering through this physical realm of life to make sure that all of those basic physical needs are met and also um, energetically, like just real. So I didn't know the term empath, um, codependency, narcissist for like about until like two years ago, I want to say. 
And when I, like, found out about the, the concept of codependency, I felt like I was reading pages out of the book of my life that I, like, I had felt so not seen necessarily, maybe seen, but not in the way that people like to be seen. <laughs> like just so accurately um, just described in words in so many ways. Nothing like to be proud of, but definitely like, oh, this is a thing? Like, I'm not the only one and or everyone is not like this. <laughs> um, and so just, and then when I, when I, heard the term empath and looked into that a little bit more and took some like personality tests like what kind of empath are you there's this there's the weather empath and the animal and the emotional or sensitive and all this stuff and I like literally was brought to tears weeping because I had never felt so understood and so seen in my life when I when I ran across the term empath and I was like, oh my God, like, this is why it feels so fucking hard to exist in this world so many times. Um, And I just felt so relieved that like, I wasn't crazy. And I wasn't overly sensitive just to be overly sensitive. Um, And so just understanding myself more um, gave my gave me more compassion for myself, um, a lot more room for self-forgiveness and moving in a way that, um, like now I know how to adjust accordingly. Now I understand my needs a little bit more. So like, for example, energetically, um, when I'm around somebody who I know sucks the life out of me or I know judges me or wants to control my life or my way of being, um, I know that I need to mentally be aware of that and shift accordingly. I know that energetic protection for me is really helpful, whether it's I do a guided meditation and like ask the archangels or my spirits and guides or just like cosmic white light, whatever it is that I'm doing at the moment, or if it's something quick and I just do it and I like shield my heart, you know, in the presence of these people or this person, like I'm aware of that now and I can take preventative cautions to like just not be so continuously drained by people who exist like that around me Um, because I just don't always have the option of of not engaging with people like that um, for the time being. So that has been really huge for me in loving myself. Um, So there's the physical aspect, the energetic aspect of just making sure that I'm okay. Um, And then there's like the joy aspect, pleasure. Like also, not just am I okay, but like I want to... I want to feel happy. I want to feel joyous. I want to feel blissful. Um, What are some things that I can do to cultivate those type of experiences into my life? 
Um, I want to feel at peace. I want to feel calm. I want to have a nervous system that's regulated because I deserve it. And because my daughters deserve a mom who is happy and calm and joyous and blissful and has a calm, regulated nervous system. Um, Because that's everything to children. Everything. Oh, my God. Thank you, Dr. Gaber Matei. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And so physically, energetically, and then joyously, just making sure that I'm filled up. Um, I think, I feel like this falls into all three categories, and I've spoken about this at length before, about just solitude and how important that experience of being within the soup of my own soul is to me and also um, being in communion with God and divinity and spirit and like listening and like I'm not just listening and meditating and and just being I'm also receiving so much love when I'm in communion with my creator like it's such a personal relationship, um, like a best friend, like the bestest friend I could ever imagine. And it's so real to me, like that relationship. Um, communion, I love that word for it. And also, it's not formal. Like, it's not, I don't have to be on my knees. I don't have to be in a specific physical location. Um, it's in my heart. And that's why I like to call it heart space. Um, and it, it, I'm able to relax into it most freely out in nature, like sitting in the grass under a tree, for sure, under some really nice weather. Um, and I can also do it in the midst of chaos and something really tense energetically or tumultuous even. Um, And sometimes, like, I'll retreat to, like, the bathroom and just do a quick, like, prayer for help. If I, if, like, if it's that, if I'm, like, it's a just chaotic, I'm losing my shit kind of day with the girls and I'm, like, I need to reset, you know. Um, I'll, like, I'll go to my yoga room, I'll go outside barefoot and ground my energy and give it all back to the earth. Um, There's different ways that I connect with divinity Um, But there are for sure very specific tangible moments of me like receiving grace is probably the best way I could paint the picture. And if I were to like actually literally physically paint a picture, it would probably look like me um, almost like in some form of like Tadasana, even mountain pose with my like head up to the sky and just like light purple and yellow and white beams of light shooting down into me like that's what it feels like in my spirit and energetically and visually if I could see it I bet that that's what it would look like Um, I should paint that picture that'd be so pretty I'm not a painter necessarily (laughs) Um, but that would be so beautiful Um, So that's also a huge part of loving myself. One of the ways that I fall into this um, energy the most easily and just like the most fun for me 
because um, music and singing is like my favorite like I was just created for that um, is through music through worship music through um, through singing really anything like just me singing but singing worship music I will sit there and like the just floodgates of grace will just pour open over me and I'll just be lavished with it it's so beautiful and while I don't identify as a Christian um, anymore um, a lot of that music has experientially I've just had so many beautiful moments of just that receptivity of like standing there just singing in like worship to my creator and just that one-on-one connection that communion in my heart because singing to me is so profound and joyous and blissful and intimate like I struggle to find any other way to get closer and to be more receptive and it's so fun and joyous for me not like I'm looking for something else but like that's been the best um vehicle for me to experience that filling up and so um just in the last few months I got a speaker that we have in the kitchen and we'll sing our little butts off and it's so fun me and the girls like just whatever the song is like it's so much fun and I know for a fact that like when I'm feeling shitty like especially just me and the girls like it's a home day we're we're doing laundry we're cleaning all this stuff we're meal prepping um like I just know that I need to put on whatever kind of music and if it's if I really need to like connect with that fountain of source and grace like I put on worship music and it just brings me back home as a matter of fact my playlist for that is called coming home um with the little sparkly emoji next to it um so that is how I love myself first and what I want to say about all those tangible ways that I have learned to love myself part of that is is protecting my energy of course um is that when I raise the standards for how I love myself um especially in all the realms in the physical realm of how I nourish my body how I prioritize my time how I um, prioritize moving my body in yoga and solitude and communing with the divinity like all of it in it raises the standards for how people around me then treat me and show up in my life. And I think that's been so wonderful to watch and experience. Um, and it's like, I never, ever, ever, ever want to go back to whatever I existed as before that. Like, I'm so grateful for the lessons. I'm so grateful. And like, let's keep moving forward with this, you know? Um, So my first truth was being myself, speaking my truth, kind of take it or leave it. And thank you either way. Um, My second truth that I've gotten to practice a lot has been loving myself first and all the tangible ways that I do that and how it raises the standards for how others treat me. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is mothering um, and how it's a moment to moment experience and at any moment, I can choose to stop and reset. Um, And sometimes that reset needs to include an apology to my daughters. Um, And I feel like as I was writing that sentence, 
Um, I could easily replace the word mothering with life. So whereas mothering is a moment-to-moment experience and I can choose to stop and reset at any moment, also life is a moment-to-moment experience. And at any moment, I can choose to stop and reset and apologize if needed. Um, Mothering really has been like the ultimate magnifying glass on my life and my my habits, my behaviors, my practices, um, myself, inner and outer, um, all the things. It's such, such an exquisite privilege to be able to mother a child. And I have three daughters and oh my God, like I could not begin to accurately convey how fortunate I am that I get to experience this. Um, and, (laughs) and it's also the hardest thing by far, by far that I have ever done. And I'm talking in the physical realm of things like just all of the tangible things that there is for a mother to do. Um, it's so much. It's so much like I'm laughing and tears want to come out of my eyeballs because it's just so much. And my life is not my own. Like, it's a lot. And I do most of it on my own. And, um, in a way that's, that's really beautiful too. Um, so my experience at home with my daughters, um, is one that has so many highs and could have so many lows, um, And I'm not perfect at like resetting when I need to reset, but I will say that I am more aware, more conscious, more intentional. Um, I don't know if this is a, a universal experience for mothers, but my kids specifically are six, five and five. Um, And for me, I think it's just my life kind of awakening in different realms um, that I feel like I just have a lot shorter, um, not necessarily patience, but like I'm just over a lot of stuff (laughs) in mothering. And so like I've always intended very intentionally to raise my daughters as self-sufficient as possible as early as possible. Um, one, because intentionally, like, those are the kind of humans that I wanted to raise in the world to like be able to just take care of themselves. Um, and also, um, like, I, I'm way outnumbered. Like, mathematically, it just doesn't even, it doesn't sum up. So... I have to organize our home and our lives in a way that 
um, they do as many things as possible for themselves. And so to me, that's a win-win um, that they're able to, you know, pour themselves uh, a glass of water. And I don't have to, like, go get that for them every time they're thirsty. That they put their own clothes away. Um, that they get their own outfits ready. I haven't dressed these girls in, like, three years. They've been dressing themselves since they were, like, two. Um, uh, one, because, like, I want them to have that self-identity, that comfort in their own body. And, like, whenever they ask me, like, what what they're wearing, what it looks like, I'm like, that's cute. Like, do you feel comfortable in it is my first question. Like, as long as you feel comfortable in it, wear whatever you want. Like, I'm not the one that's like, we're going to a party, you need to wear a dress. No. Like, wear whatever you want. Um, there was a t- there was a time, a whole year, in fact, not this last Halloween, but the prior one, Nevea was obsessed with Space Jam, and she was LeBron James for Halloween that year. And um, after Halloween was over, at least three times a week, at least three times a week, that entire year until she got her next costume, that entire year, she wore LeBron James the whole the whole day like i i had to hide it from her so i could wash it <laughs> she was obsessed i still is but like last year she was moana so she she changed to that a little bit um but like you're it's your body like that's what i tell them like it's your body i don't care what you wear like as long as you feel comfortable in it it's your body wear whatever you want um and that's just kind of the way that I I'm raising these humans like I'm not raising kids I'm raising a full human being in a full human experience and so for me to emphasize the fact that they have autonomy over their own bodies is so important especially as women especially as women like that's so important to me um and so we have some really, really beautiful moments together. And also there's some really, really hard moments that if I'm being honest, and this is what I tell them when I apologize to them, like the hard moments have absolutely nothing to do with them. And like when I apologize, it sounds like, you know what, I was really grumpy today or I said some really things or I was, I just, my energy was just grumpy today or low or off or mean. Um, I'm really sorry. You didn't deserve that. It had nothing to do with you. It was my fault, things that I was going through. And I'm really sorry that I made you feel like it, it could have been you. Like you didn't make me upset at all. And you're amazing. And I'm sorry that I did that. Um, like that's what an apology from me to them typically sounds like. With Usually with a lot more specifics of like what actually happened throughout the day. Um, and that's, I apologize to them. Like that has always been, I've been apologizing to them since before they could talk, since they were infants. Um, it was so, so important for me to get that practice in because that's not something that, um, I received ever. Um, and so just to get that like muscle memory of like saying those words to my kids was so important to me. Um, and also, like, energetically, 
I notice that I'm not able to shift out of my funk or, or reset until I have verbally delivered an apology with all sincerity in my heart and just it melts me down is what it does honestly like it just melts me um because I'm humbled like I have to like for an adult a parent who's in a place of authority over the children so to speak um to kind of come down to their level physically and um emotionally energetically um, and apologize it's completely humbling it's completely what's needed to reset um, and it's probably the thing that melts me down the quickest when I'm losing my shit is just like stopping and apologizing and we're able to connect instead of um, continuing the chaos and like there's yelling or, or consequences or anything like that um And so the faster I can come down into that place of humility of just and and realization of like, look, this isn't you're losing your shit and it's not their fault. Like, get it together, figure it out, go put yourself in time out and come back and apologize and reset. Um, And so that's been one of the most beautiful and just valuable lessons that um, I've experienced so many times so tangibly especially in this last year with my daughters so beautiful um the next thing that i want to talk about isn't necessarily a lesson but it's just i don't even know what to label it but like here's the thing i was created to sing like I haven't shared this a lot because it's like that thing that you love the most. Um, I would just be fear is probably what I'm just going to sum it up as like, I would just be most afraid to be judged on this thing that I love to do the most. Um, and I'm not the best singer. Like I don't have the best voice, but like through and through I'm a singer. I'm a poet. I'm a writer. I'm a dancer. Um, these are all things that deeply resonate to me with me and give me so much joy and I'm just like in bliss doing all of these things um and before I did any of that I was a singer and I am a singer and I continue to be a singer um however I neglected and avoided and suppressed that part of me for over a decade um after high school while I was in that relationship and marriage um because I was afraid to like be myself and be seen and be judged on this thing that meant so much to me and um I'm working myself to get out of that like this is when people ask like what do you want what do you want to do like I have all of these other goals and aspirations like I'm writing my books I want to open up an energy center I want to do yoga I'm doing yoga um I want to create like a clothing line t-shirts I want to like write children's books and make movies and all these things and all of that is good and fine and right and true and honest but the actual thing that I want to do is sing like and I want to write songs and record them and create them and it doesn't matter much to me after that like I, I have no 
necessarily like any intention to like release a record or like go on tour I think what would be so fun would be to like be in a cover band or like a a band that like plays at weddings or like the casino and just sing all the songs that I love to sing already that like I didn't write but like just sing like just sing it's so fun for me um so I'm just navigating through like what that can look like for me as um, I'm getting more time in my schedule in my life and um, I have more I guess tools and opportunity um to like record songs and stuff like that so that's something that like I just I'm going to be leaning into way more this coming year um it's something that I moved up on my priority list because once I am existing in the fullest truth of my soul and doing the thing not just that I love but that I was literally created to sing because when I sing I'm at one with the whole universe it's just insane how blissful it is for me regardless of what I sound like and sometimes I sound really good and sometimes not so much and hey it's still fun either way honestly um but yeah that's just something that the lesson there I think would be like be who you are like stop ignoring this just such innate huge part of you and and just be who you are you know what I mean um the next thing that I want to share about that I've kind of learned about and and started practicing doing is energetically building my life so this is something that i actually want to do a lot more of practice more um, in this coming year that i'm excited to do but i um i have a lot of resistance towards like the masculine approach of of manifesting and creating my life and productivity um i think rightfully so for me at least Um, I am so much more comfortable in the energetic unseen realms. And so it's just more fitting for me to build my life energetically. And what that looks like for me is like um, meditations, whether they're guided or, you know, self-guided in my own mind um, or through like an external voice of like um, basically like the law of assumption almost um, and visualization um, some practical tools, um, you know, learned by Neville Goddard. Um, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote a book, uh, was it As You Wish or something like that? Um, or Wishes Come True, something like that. And, um, and it was basically based on the teachings of Neville Goddard and the law of assumption and like, visualization and imagining like how powerful the imagination is and how you can basically imagine yourself into all the things in your life that you want to manifest um and which okay and i talked about this briefly in the last episode but like we're already doing it anyways 
everybody, every last one of us is imagining ourselves into what we've manifested. Um, for most of us, that has not been intentional. And for most of us, it's not a positive imagining. And so it's not a positive outcome a lot of times. Um, and so mixing Neville, Neville Goddard and Dr. Wayne Dyer's techniques with um, Dr. Joe Dispenza and like his meditation in the morning before I, I get out of bed of like, of like visualizing like who I am, what does that feel like? What do I want to create in my life? What does that feel like? Feel it in my body, feel it in myself. Like just, that's what I mean when I say energetically building my life. Like what are the things that I want to change about myself? Like I won't let these thoughts go unchecked in my consciousness. Um, and things like losing my shit with my kids is on the top list for that. Um, even though it's not like terribly frequent, um, the fact that it happens even still is, is not enough for me. Like I just, I want to be a calm, happy, joyous mother with the regulated nervous system for myself and for them. And to also give them that example and they can have that for themselves as children and as, as growing evolving adults and eventually if they choose so to be mothers um i think that's the one of the biggest gifts that i can give them for sure and so that's one of the lessons that i'm looking to um recommit to on a very much more consistent basis in my life is energetic energetically building my life The other thing that I have learned, which is kind of a next step after energetically building my life, is taking action and moving energy. And so, like, I am so into, like, journaling and, like, vision boards and just getting clarity, um, getting confirmation on things that I desire to do and, like, the right timing of it like I'll meditate about it like is this the right direction for me all of that and and <laughs> taking action and moving energy and signaling to your whole life inside and out in your whole universe that this is what you want this is what you're going for this is your reality that's part of the law of assumption is like moving as if keyword there being moving like there's been so many examples in just the last few months where like I had set out, I had wanted to do, I had desired to do, like just starting at the seed, like the desire, an idea had come up for me and I had this desire to do X, Y, Z. And it was like, you know, the old me would have been like, oh, like shutting it down right away. Like that's not even, that's not even feasible. Like you're crazy what are you talking about like all these reasons why it wouldn't happen no okay so like what I did was the desire came up the light bulb was there of like this idea I was like oh that would be fun like yeah like just saying yes to it yes absolutely and presenting it to my whole slew of spiritual helpers of angels spirits and guides and saying hey this is my desire I'm asking for help to create this for my life, however big or small it is. Um, whether it's like uh, 
a vacation that I wanted to do or, um, you know, teach yoga these days at this place. Um, these are all things that like I had the notion to do and I had the desire and the longing in me to do, and I could have easily talked myself out of it before it even began. Um, but I didn't, I got clarity on the vision of what it would look like tangibly. And I didn't let go of that vision. And I asked for help and guidance and supernatural, like just help and coercion and manipulation of the universe, of all your manifesting tools, whatever you need to do to like let this thing come to pass into reality. And I will do everything on my part and take action on my part as if it's going to happen. Um, and it was really cool to watch it all like unfold exactly like that. And because I, I, I love prayer. Like I just, I love asking for help because I know that all of my helpers are waiting for a request for help. And so I just, I don't doubt the existence of angels and spirits and guides and my creator and, and spirit. And like, I don't doubt it at all. And if I think, and if it's real to me, like, why not ask for help when they're like, we're here to help. You just need to ask. Um, and so I think it's funny. And I do remember to ask a lot of the times and it's by that grace that I'm able to like get through life, honestly. Otherwise, like the numbers just, it just does not add up. It just would not make sense at all. Um, but it's been so cool to watch very specific things that were so out there for me in my life. And like, it just would not make sense at all in any way, shape or form. And to, for me to just have the audacity to even think about it, one was like, you know, like, wow like you're really you're really bold right now like you you even think that this is possible okay so i'm listening obviously you know there's a little insanity um as part of the recipe of this whole process but like hey like if you believe it let's go for it and like so allowing myself to even entertain the idea of that desire asking for help and beginning to take action as if it were going to happen because it it did happen in the future <laughs> it's done um and so i've done that with things that seemed really big in the moment and now that like those things like i saw the unfoldment of all of that and it was so fun like it really is so fun like abraham hicks is not lying like that process is blissful it just is um I look forward to continuing to build my life energetically, um, really go within and find those desires that I've either long since suppressed or like just convinced myself out of even thinking about before I even actually thought about it because I'm so good at that. <laughs> so look at, um, I'll take an edible every so often, not very often, so much so that like, I'll do 10 milligrams um, and it'll last me a solid 12 hours of like 
it feels like a hallucinogen to me but it's just so funny because I notice I like I it's very intentional for me I had a weird experience one time and so every time after that um before or as I'm like taking whatever it is in whatever form um I'll like consecrate it to my higher self to spirit and I'll ask either a specific question that I want answered or questions Um, I do a lot of writing this way I do a lot of self-inquiry this way and what I've noticed that is so interesting to me um, is that I hide things from myself regularly like there are so many things that um, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm unsure of this. Like, da 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 da. Like, I'll have an experience with, um, with an edible, and like, I'll get the answer, the clear answer, like just like that. Like, it's just not even a question. Like, there was just a, like a veil over me, like just ignoring what I already knew, and like it's in there. And I just think it's so fascinating that, like, I'm able to hide things from myself. I'm not surprised. Like, I've suppressed things, feelings, and and so many things for a lifetime. And so I'm not surprised by it. But I, at the same time, I am surprised by, like, I will, I will sincerely want to know the answer to something for myself and good clarity. Like, nothing. Nothing will come up. Like, I just, I'll be at a loss. I don't know. Um, and then like, well, you know, once in a while when I do an edible, like the question comes up and it's like, oh, it's this, duh. Like there's just no inhibitions. And I, I didn't know that I still operated with so many inhibitions, um, in myself. And so, um, that's something that I'm aware of as I'm leaning more into being myself, being more authentic and, and transparent. Um, it's a battle for me first to be honest with myself. And that's both fascinating and good for me to know um so taking action has been huge for me um specifically through what i refer to as um the law of assumption that we talked about um which the next the next thing ironic that's funny i just looked at my list is the question what do you want? Um, and I talked about this having been a question that was posed to me years ago. And it, it changed so much within me of like self-inquiry and stop and no longer operating out of what was expected of me, either through society, through my parents, through partners, through whatever um, roles that I identified with, mother, wife, woman, all of these things like no what do you want um and so actually (laughs) the practice of really intentionally engaging with um with marijuana in that way um has been really helpful to get that clarity um also like just meditating being still being in my solace and solitude um listening while I'm in worship um, or in communion with God through whatever means. Those are the best ways that I answer those questions for myself. Also journaling and like writing out things, pros and cons. Um, I love to write poetry. I've recently started poetry, started writing poetry um, more just because there's been more inspiration. But like when I'm writing a piece of poetry, 
um, I don't necessarily have control over it. And by that, what I mean is like, it's not my head writing. It's like my heart and or my soul. And so um, when I'm in that creative space, I let go of my inhibitions um, that I would normally logically um, kind of analyze, overanalyze, overthink, maneuver through to be able to express, you know, X, Y, Z in a way that felt safe and okay and not too much and this. But when I write poetry, it's poetry. It's art. Like, who am I? Who am I to to censor poetry and art? Like, I just have to... I have to allow for the full integrity of the feeling and the whole piece of the art of the poem to unfold as it does. And I genuinely believe, especially as a writer, that... Um, there's this TED talk that Elizabeth Gilbert did. I think she's done more than one, but where she talks about like ideas kind of floating around in the air and they just kind of float through people. And when they float through you, you just kind of, you're just kind of like a vessel and it kind of comes through you. And when I do poetry, it feels like a mix of that along with my heart and my soul. So just freely rising up to express itself. And so, um, I've been writing this poetry and it's like stuff that I would never say like I don't know that it's embellishment or hyperbole necessarily definitely some of it like sprinkled in there but also it's like no inhibitions like I'm not I'm not censoring this or filtering this to make you feel more comfortable this is what the fuck I mean (laughs) like this is the truest you will ever see me communicate Um, and it's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun to be inspired. I have this story and I'm not going to share right now because, because, but, um, the, the last one that I did, I wrote and then I recorded it verbally and it was just the process of it from beginning to end. So like for like, I don't know, three or four days before, and this has been kind of like the pattern recently, like I'll feel inspiration, like kind of starting to rise up out of me to want to write a poem. And so I'll begin to write it and it's just, it's just not good. Like it's just, it feels forced still. Like it's still gestating inside of me somewhere. Um, but I feel it brewing, you know, and, um, I just kind of, I'll try it and like, it's just not good. And so I'll just like put it down and I don't go back to that one, but I let, I sit with the inspiration of it and I'm just like aware that like something wanted to be born or rise up out of me or be created or be expressed. Um, and like kind of just make sure that I make room and make space for that when it's ready to come out. And so I think I, you know, tried to write something once. It wasn't good. I kind of sat with it. I feel the inspiration of it. And in that feeling, like my feelings and emotions um, get more intense. And so that's really fun too. Like just, just the feelings of it, just being human and feeling those emotions and feelings has been so fun. Oh, that's hilarious. 
I just looked over and there's this car parked next to me. And it's literally the car that's on my vision board. <laughs> that is so down to the color of the rims, like verbatim what is on my vision board. That's insane. I'm going to take a picture. I wonder if they're watching. Can I take a picture? No. <laughs> Anyways, so listen, that has been just a really fun process. So then afterwards, I had this experience, um, like this in-person experience with this thing is how I'll put it. And after that, like in the midst of that, like it just started to pour out of me, like right then and there. And I was like, oh, here it is. And I was going to like express it verbally in the moment, like just say it out loud. But I decided not to, to let it kind of like um, brew and kind of fester in a good way inside of me and like just finish just just kind of sitting in that soup of itself to be able to be created. Um, and and when I had some time and space, like after bedtime, I started writing it and I fell asleep writing it, which is funny. And then I woke up and wanted to finish it. And I literally heard, I literally heard, I kid you not, don't rush this, Vanessa. I was like, okay. So I know, I know now without any doubt, like when I hear something specific to me, like giving me a directive, like I'm going to listen like that, like without a doubt, like just, I just stopped and I was like, okay moving on next thing um and I had some time and space later in the morning and I finished it and then I recorded it and that was really fun and it just ended up being such a fun piece to write and to share and um I don't know it was just so fun like just that whole process literally is so blissful for me and it turns out to be really well received. And I think it's really well received because of how much joy and bliss I experience in the creation process of it. I think that's what people really um, align to, you know. And um, so I think that's like such a huge win-win too, is like just like, I want to sing and when I sing I will be in the highest state of bliss possible for me I just know how much I love it and so to me like finding a space in which to sing where people will appreciate just watching me be so joyful um, no matter what necessarily like how good I am at it <laughs> I think will be like a really big uh, selling point so to speak so that's really fun too <laughs> anyways um, that was my experience this last week about just something that I did where I was just like following my bliss um, I'm sorry I don't remember who wrote the book I'm sure it's a really big name and a lot of people know it but the concept of like following your bliss um, is so real. And I wasn't intending 
to follow my bliss but as I was doing something and it was blissful I can look back retrospectively and just be like that was so fun and wow like just wow um so that question of like what what do you want um that I apparently am so glad at hiding even from myself um is so worth unpacking it's so worth walking into and just being like what you know what do you want kind of thing um the last thing that I want to share is you know having kids if it does nothing else it will humble the shit out of you so Sayla my oldest she is the most honest just blunt matter of fact person in our whole family she's sassy like if you want to know the truth about something you have a conversation with Sayla and she will tell you and yesterday she's been watching Bluey and yesterday she did this like joke riddle or something and she's like what's your name I was like Vanessa and she's like what's this and she points to her nose and I was like your nose she's like no just nose and then she's like what's in my hand and she opens up her palm and there's nothing and I go nothing she's like Vanessa knows nothing (laughs) and I was like that is very accurate that is very accurate like I know very little like I wrote point I wrote I wrote one percent but it's probably more like point oh one percent um and I love that I love that like not only is there so much for me to know to discover to understand but the fact that I'm aware that I know very little compared to how much there is to know there is to experience there is to evolve and expand into um I think for me that awareness is even more important than um just knowing that that I know very little but just being excited about the fact that there's so much more to know to discover is so exciting for me um yeah that's that's pretty much in a nutshell like things that I've really gotten to like experientially um really learn and practice uh throughout the last year the first was just being myself speaking my truth and people take it or leave it and it's a win-win either way um next was loving myself first and doing those things in tangible ways and seeing how that raises the standards and the energy of my life for how other people are allowed in align with me and treat me um the other one was mothering is a moment to moment experience and at any moment i can choose to stop and reset um apologize slash apologize And that can be um, universal to life in my own life. Um, Singing. I want to sing. I'm going to sing. I love singing. I am singing, you could say. Um, Energetically building my life and manifesting it from that space first. and, And then taking action and moving energy and acting as if. But also taking action. You know, (laughs) so important. Um, The question, what do I want? I love this question. I love that this question was posed to me. I love that it rose up out of me in a time when I was not even thinking about that question. And I thought the question itself was silly. And it seems to be saving my life. Um, And the fact that I know about 0.01% about anything. And that might be generous. Um, I just want to 
also reiterate about this podcast and this first season and kind of what it was, what it's been, um, and it coming to its own completion. I will probably still have solo episodes, um, even if it's every other one for the second season coming up, depending on how I'm able to schedule interviews with people. Um, but it's been so fun just practicing, communicating verbally, um, Holding space for myself has been so important to me. Um, Being able to be honest and transparent in a public forum, um, no matter who's listening, no matter who's not listening, um, that's really none of my concern. And I would love to move forward in this podcast with that fearlessness and that um, transparency and vulnerability and that attitude no matter how big and and expanded the platform and the audience and the podcast gets, I would love to keep that foundational for me of like, I'm just gonna share who I am, what I'm feeling, what I'm processing through transparently with discernment, um, but do it fearlessly and whoever wants to listen, like listen and, and that's your feelings about it is your own responsibility. Like I've done my responsibility of sharing um, what I wanted to share transparently. Um, that being said, thank you so much for listening to this. If you have listened to this whole thing, like, wow, you must really love me. <laughs> it's so much. It's so long. It's so much information about myself. Um, and like, so I don't, if you know me, um, with the exception of like my sisters, for the most part, But if you know me, you know that, like, I'm a great listener. I don't talk a lot about myself. Um, And maybe that's a thing. I don't know. But um, so it's just me holding the space for myself is really sacred and important to me. And if you had, for whatever reason, a desire to know more about me, um, well, here you go. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope um, if anything resonated with you here that you're able to take it and just be so much more kind and loving to yourself in whatever ways I love you bye hi guys thank you so much for listening to the let's get woo woo podcast I just I really appreciate you being here listening and sharing in the conversation in whatever time and space you are right now. And I just honor you as a human going through all the human experiences that we go through. And just, I don't know, I just hope you take some time today to honor yourself and do something loving for you. Thank you for being here. Until the next episode, talk to you soon.